All right, here we go, Kansas. Here we go. Missouri High School Football. Welcome to Snap Tackle Pod Week 9, I believe. For Dion Clisso of Preps KC and myself, Mick Schaefer, KCHB 41. How's it going out there? How are you? Ray, Raytown South there? Raytown South. Yes, this is, a, a, this is a, a, an old Raytown South hat. Um, circa David Alley days. Um, yeah. He was there. Uh, he got me one of these, and uh, it, it was – it was something nice to annoy my father who went to Raytown uh, to have this hat. And so that was, that was good. And, and as you notice, I haven't gotten a lot of new hats. I think your Mill Valley hat you got me a few years ago is the newest one I've, I've gotten. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's, uh, you know, Raytown South under William Harris came over from Van Horn. They're having a tough year. They're over. Uh, they're going up against Ruskin, who has the one win um, when they played Wyandotte, I think it was, a few mm-hmm. weeks back. So uh, that's, a, that's a good game for both teams. And, and, and to the Ruskin faithful, I'm not, I'm not picking a favorite here. I, you know, we're just trying to cycle through our hats this year and, and, and give a shout out. But uh, no, I was kind of, I was never a mesh hat guy. And then I got one of these. And I'm like, this is, this is actually kind of nice. Looks good on you, Dion. It, it was like it, the colors match. So it's, uh, you know, if we had a cool, if we had a cool interlocking logo like this, this is kind of what I wouldn't mind a preps KC hat. Well, Allie needs to get you a hat for uh, Grain Valley now. Well, actually, truth be told, my son has a Grain Valley hat. Um, okay. And he's a bit, uh, my son, we live close to Grain Valley. We kind of live by Blue Spring South and Grain Valley. And uh, we have gone down to practice since my son was little and he really likes Coach Alley a lot. He's now 11. And uh, we went down for the Jamboree. Uh, evidently, there was a mix up in the hats that they ordered uh, with Grain Valley this year. And they sent them a bunch of children's sized hats. Mm-hmm. So, so David was handing them out to the coach's oh. kids. And, you know, and so he has a Grain Valley football hat for this year. And I actually kind of look for it. I mean, who knows where it's at? It's probably in his mother's car, but uh, yeah. or his grandparents. I look for it. I was going to kind of put it on a little bit and see how it how it looked. But no, yeah, they, that, my son has a Grain Valley hat, uh, so that's yeah. where he is there. But uh, Ray John South uh, had some good days, and, and hopefully they'll get back up there again. William Harris uh, played for David Alley, um, and one some guy named Donahoe who was a coach there for three years. So he was one of those guys, and then and now he's back at Ray John South. Uh, so hopefully they'll get that program turned around. And Ruskin, you know, Coach Perkins has done a good job. They've just been, man, unlucky this year. They've had COVID issues twice. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you start and start your season a couple times and it's <laughs> you yeah. know, anything, anything's possible. So, yeah. You know, there. Um, well, as we mentioned, it is uh, week nine of the uh, football season for Missouri, week eight of the football season for Kansas. But we, 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 we join up finally. It's mm-hmm. the last week of the regular season for both states. So both states are kind of in the same uh same boat and it's it, it's weird in that like Deanna, everybody makes the playoffs now in kansas and missouri yeah. back then i mean we were doing the math on like oh okay who are going to be the two teams out of this 14 district or even before that the one team out of this 14 district now everybody's in it's just going to be where you position once you get to the to the playoffs in the bracket so a lot of scoreboard watching going on this week yeah you know it's interesting and and you know you think you always want that number one seed you know on the missouri side uh, you, you, you do want the number one seed because you get home field all the way through districts. But when you get out of your district, it's like who hosted, who hasn't, what side of the bracket you were on. To give you an example, Liberty North, which is the ranked number one, tied with CBC again this week, mm-hmm. uh, big class school in the state of Missouri. They are seven or six and one. They missed the game against Staley. They are the two seed in their district behind an undefeated Park Hill South who has had a great season and is doing well. Um, and who just got their first win over a class six school last week over Lee Summit. Conference, their schedule, um, the, you know, they do what they have to do. 
So they're going to sit as the one seed. Now, if you're Liberty North, you, you say to yourself, well, geez, you know, we played this tough schedule. We got to be the one seed. Yeah. Well, you, and it's what the, the, the wins and losses are weighted in Missouri, correct? Yes. Yes. I mean, it's, in class six, it's tough because you get no bonus for playing up, even though right. they went down to Bentonville and played a class seven team in Bentonville yeah. down in Arkansas. But if you're, if you're Liberty North and you have designs on not just winning a district, but going deep in class six, there's only 32 teams. So when you win your district, the next round is semifinals. Well, if you're Liberty North and you go to Park Hill South and you beat them and win the district, you have a much higher chance of hosting your semifinal game than to get on the bus and drive to St. Louis to play a Francis Howell or a Hazelwood Central uh, or, or whoever, Marquette, whoever comes out of that district. So uh, sometimes it benefits you. I mean, and, and, and another funny little thing on the Missouri side, Platte County and Grain Valley have won their districts the last two years. Both games, because of just the way it worked out, have been played at Platte County. Right now, Platte County is slotted as the two seed in their district, and probably, unless Porto Sage loses to William Chrisman, will be the two seed in their district. Mm-hmm. Grain Valley is currently the one seed, and if they beat Belton, they'll be the one seed in their district. Well, if they were to play, if they were both to win their districts, <laughs> Grain Valley has to go to Platte County. For go to Platte County, year, yeah. Third year in a row. So, yeah, it's a, it's a funny thing, and um, you know, I'd like them to, you know, you could, you could use that point system, I think, to weight districts. And if your district was a, was a higher weighted district, maybe you would get to host those next rounds out. But I, I may be going too deep into the weeds on the Kansas side. You're a higher. At least they're trying on the Missouri side, on the Kansas yeah. side, it's all record. It's all record. And, and you get some funky things and, um, and, and you host as a higher seed, no matter where, all the way to the to the state championship game. So at least, you know, if you've earned that number one seed, you know, you're not yeah. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll all be decided on your field. So, uh, but you know, somebody gets knocked off before we've seen some one seeds, especially in five H Langle had the one seed uh, one year. Uh, and, 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 you know, they, they won a game, I think. And then they went off and uh, were knocked out in the second round. So, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a situation where I, I, there are benefits to what Kansas does because they, they higher seeded all the way through to the semis. Yeah. And there's benefits what Missouri does. So this last week, you know, some people think, oh, there's going to be a ton of movement. Missouri, not so much. Some of those points are, are locked in there. I mean, um, and, and who they're playing. Like Park Hill South is playing uh, St. Joe Central tonight. This is when we record this on Thursday. I assume they win that game. They're locked. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would take a, a major, I don't want to say miracle, but it would take a major upset for them to get knocked out of that one spot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Lee Summit West, they're playing Lee Summit North. Maybe Lee Summit North. They're probably not going anywhere because Ray Peck is in front of them and they got beaten by Ray Peck. So they can't jump them. <laughs> Even if they do it in points, they'd flip back around. So th- those are, th- that's the other thing too. And that Missouri has is the head to head. If you've beaten someone, you start at the top. So if the two seed had beaten the one seed, the two seed yeah. would switch. Um, Kansas only factors that in if you're the record's the same. Yeah. And if the points are only factored in, if the record's the same, there's no head to head, then they go to points. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's a situation there. The head to head, thing and, and the other the, the the fun thing about the head-to-head is people are like oh well we're the four seed and we beat one two and three well no you only get to move one spot you're not yeah jogging yeah. on up the ladder right. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you only get that one spot so um it used to be that when they first did it you had to appeal to mm-hmm. the rest of the district and they had to vote on saturday morning oh my gosh finally they just made it automatic we start at one <laughs> two beat one they go we go down to three if four yeah. beat three we go and so they did it that way and um, sometimes you see some movement and, and uh, it'll be interesting. 
and uh, you know, you see teams with a higher district score playing on the road, you know, than they did. But they went, yeah. well, you, you got bet, you got beat on the head to head, man. You got to. Yeah, that's a good that's a good factor there. Um, let's talk about last week first here, Dion. Um, I felt like we thought we knew a lot of stuff in high school football in Kansas City, and a lot of that that we thought we knew last week was maybe proven wrong. Uh, one that Odessa a can lose. I think we maybe thought. Uh, the Bulldogs would go down, maybe do an Oak Grove or a center. They survived those tests, but then they lost to Excelsior Springs, ending a, what, a 30-plus game regular season uh, win streak? I think it was 31 out of – or 31 in a row and uh, 43 of 44 or something like that or 46, 47 altogether. They hadn't lost a regular season game since uh, the 2017 season. Uh, so, yeah, it was a, it was a long streak. They were a thin team in terms of depth to begin. They season. already don't have a whole lot of numbers no, out. 30, 30, some 30 some, on, the, yeah. on the team. And they lost their quarterback about a month ago. And then I was getting text messages during the game from uh, the very nice lady who sends us photos and video uh, and said, uh, I'm sorry, I haven't sent this much. I've been helping the trainers. Oh, no. Because there were kids getting hurt. And, and Excelsior is, is a team that's, uh, you know, a split back beer team that will run option at you. And when they get the lead, they run, they run, they run, and they're hard to come back on. And they're a good football team. Four and two. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's not like they lost to somebody. I mean, we could kind of maybe see it coming. uh, And that was kind of their last hurdle. They got Harrisonville this week. So there's another uh, Harrisonville team that I have no idea who they are or what they are. I don't know if they do. Um, I I know it uh, depends on the week. Yeah. They, and then they, you know, they, they can't run the ball now and, and they're, they're hit and miss. So, uh, you know, I, I think Odessa is still a pretty good team. If they can get healthy over the next couple of weeks, because if they, they should end up still get the number one seed because they beat center, they'll get a week off. So if those guys aren't too banged up, yeah. you know, they can get through this week. Because even if they lose this week, center's still right behind them. <laughs> so they, center's, you know, they've got the, even if they drop down the, the two spot and center's the one, they're still going to get that week off. So uh, it should be, it should be a pretty good chance for them to get healthy. But yeah, no, Odessa did go down and uh, yeah, what a great run. I mean, I, you know, they could have, you know, without COVID last year, they could have won back-to-back state championships. Mm-hmm. Um, they were in position to maybe, you know, they lost to Maryville two years ago, and Maryville went on a one. So they've been one game away and a, and a you know, busted playoff away from three straight state championships, which says a lot about that program and Mark Thomas. Now, a few weeks ago, we thought over in Kansas that Blue Valley North and Blue Valley Northwest are maybe the kings of the east side in 6A. North dropped some games, but one was against, you know, a very good uh, Lee Summit North team and then a couple others. But Blue Valley Northwest was undefeated. The Catholics rose up last week out of the EKL. Uh, they're Dion and St. Thomas Aquinas knocking off previously unbeaten Northwest. And then St. James, what a, what a like uh, undertaker out of the coffin move they've made these last few weeks. They take down North and they're on like a four game win streak. Well, they didn't know what the end zone was, St. James, in the first three games. Of four now games. they do. Now they do. Now they're hanging 35-40 on everybody. Um, Jackson House, a quarterback, and, you know, Tyler Claiborne, everybody knew about, and they've got this other receiver, Neeson, I think is his name, and, and he's been a huge – he's a huge, tall basketball player that they – you know, Claiborne getting double teamed for four weeks, open – you know, they figured it – everybody else kind of took their time to figure it out. A lot of guys who had, didn't have varsity experience, and now they've got it figured out. They're actually kind of more – I'm not going to say they're more athletic than they were last year. You're talking about uh, the, the tailback. They changed the team. They had the running yeah. back. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, James White and all James. those guys, and, and the, the quarterback is really good. Jackson House has done a good job this year uh, coming in for Dakota Burt, but uh, they're bigger. They've got bigger guys, and they've got a lot of juniors and sophomores that are playing on this team. So this is a team that's set up to go a long way. Uh, you know, Blue Valley Northwest, obvious little bit of a letdown, um, maybe against the St. Thomas Aquinas team. Uh, there was a text message on, not a text message, a, a tweet um, late Friday night, early Saturday morning from a Aquinas adjacent person who said, that's not an upset. Well, I'm sorry, Aquinas, you lost four in a row. They were undefeated, ranked number number two in the state. That yeah. is an upset. You they, they had just come off a beating from uh, Blue Valley West. West, yes. They yeah. didn't even, yeah, they scored one touchdown. Now, what Blue Valley Northwest did is the cardinal sin against St. Thomas Aquinas. Do not get down two touchdowns. Don't, don't get behind. St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> don't get down two or more scores to them because they will make it impossible for you to come back. And that's what happened. And they, they tried. They kept, they got close a couple times. And then they just never, you know, they, you don't get the ball enough to do that. I mean, especially this year. There's With, with Tank Young not being there, they don't have as many big explosive plays. They just Sean Carroll and yeah. forward you to death. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, there's a third guy, too. The other running back they have is a really Rizzy. good Rizzy. Yeah. Yeah. And, they, and they, just, they just pounded at you until you can't, you know, you just can't get the ball back. And, and you may stop them. And make them punt, but they still held it for five or six minutes. And Sh- shout out to the uh, Aquinas defense because this was actually a sixteen to fourteen Northwest game at halftime. Yes, and then Aquinas shut them out uh, the second half. Now, and they've got it, a really only a few now. possessions because all they were doing is driving down the field. But good on the uh, Saints defense. Yeah, they've got they've got that outstanding defensive line, and they kind of flex their muscle a little bit in that game. And and I think. I think that, you know, I think Northwest will be fine. I think it says a lot about Aquinas that, that they're not dead yet. Um, yeah. They're, they're definitely a force. And, as a and that's one of the things you talk about the Kansas playoffs. It's like, it's, it might not be enough to be the one or the two seed, right? Um, if, if, if you've got like an Aquinas lurking at an eight or a nine or a 10 or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, and, and there's uh, the Asian St. James play this week and they could turn right around and play. I was going to say they'll, they'll play, they'll play again. You could hypothetically in my mind have the three best four A teams in Kansas, play each other first couple weeks, two weeks, and and then never see anybody else again that's at that caliber, because Baser at the one seed, which they should get, um, may have to play the winner of Miege St. James in the second round, and after that, I don't, you know, there's some nice teams out there, but there's not, there's not anybody that just Man. goes, oh wow. And, and next year there. you're going to inject um, Aquinas into four A. Oh boy, oh boy. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how it all shakes out tonight. I'd like, uh, I mean. I know that uh, you as a, a Mill Valley patron is our scoreboard watching on Friday night and trying to figure out all that stuff. I'll just, I'll just click on the key show in the brackets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, out my a lot brackets. of times it's easier <laughs> trying to do the math in your head and right. Um, but uh, one thing but I no. will say is Keisha does a, does a much better job of getting their brackets out on Friday night after two. They? Now they, they have a, they have an easier way to break ties and, and uh, you know, they don't, they aren't doing math behind the scenes like yeah. Missouri is for district points. To get things done a lot. Also, everybody is pretty much done on Friday in Kansas, where there are teams that still play on Saturday sure. in St. Louis, and that you you have to, you just have to wait for those games. Well, and I'm excited too. Remember last year, uh, there were a lot of teams that had buys that well, a lot of the better teams over in Kansas had buys last year in the first round because there were a lot of teams who didn't play uh, because of COVID. I think in five A, there were like maybe five teams on the east side who didn't play, so the top five seeds got by. Now we're just we're, we're continuing on with uh, with football. Cross our fingers. Yeah, so. in Missouri, in Class Six and Class One, there's pretty much 18 districts, and every single one in in, uh, 
class one through five, there's there's a few 18 districts. There's a lot of 17 districts and some 16 districts. And I think, and I th- th- there's one locally, I think that yeah. was a 16 district and I can't, I'm totally blanking on. And it may be um, somebody, it may be the district that Clinton was going to be in. Yeah. And it's like a five team district. Yeah. Hey, you know, we talked about, um, you know, St. James maybe getting that championship swagger back, you know, the defending state champs and everything. Are, are we seeing the same thing with Ray Peck? You think they're kind of getting back after some some losses, kind of getting back uh, to that championship swagger? Well, let's put it this way. Um, quote Liberty North coach Greg Jones. He said going into their game, he goes, I feel like I have the better team in terms of depth. And they, I think they've proven that. He goes, when they played Ray Peck, he goes, they've got the best player. Jaden Doss. Yeah. Jaden Doss touched the ball, what, five carries for 100 yards and three receptions for 60 yards. Might want to up those targets. Might want to up those targets. But they've also got another good receiver, Jaden Reeves, who had two touchdowns in that game. Dombrowski, their quarterback, is playing a lot better. I mean, he was like six of 10 for 200 yards, and he had almost 100 yards rushing, too. They are figuring out how to get teams off of Doss so that when Doss does get the ball, it's a big hit. I mean, if he only touches at eight and he scores two touchdowns, yeah, you know, or two or three touchdowns, then you're 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 maximizing what you're doing with him because you're also getting the ball to other people and you're scoring. Then they they just handled. They were down ten nothing Liberty and won forty one to ten. Yeah. So they they look like a team. They've got Park Hill this week. They've got a good test going out. But man, if you're in that district with them and they're sitting around the four seed, yeah, probably. I you, that's another thing. Do you want the one seed and have to play Ray Peck in the second week, or do you want to be two three? playing you know a rockhurst or, or somebody like that i'm telling you just the <laughs> the the way the states do it maybe they're flawed a little bit but it makes for so much intrigue on the last friday of the regular season yeah, because like you said maybe we'd rather be a two seed than a one seed in some of these situations yeah and at least some of north is sitting at the two seed behind nixa nixa has carthage uh who's beating everybody down in southwest missouri is playing really well and a lot of people think he's going to win the class five state championship uh, so Nixa could be down, and at least some of North and Ray yeah. could meet up in the second week. So and Nixa and Joppa could be in that two-three seed. Um, let's uh, yeah, let's talk Park Hill South here. Undefeated still. Congrats! What a season they've had. We had kind of penciled them in for being undefeated, and they'll probably beat St. Joe Central. I would think this week, but they go to overtime with what the third best team in Lee Summit last week. What, what kind of legs do the Panthers have on for a run in the playoffs here? Well, I think that. Lee Summit's a pretty solid football team. Their schedule hasn't helped them. They've beaten everybody they should have beat. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're playing their best football. That's a that's a team in that district, too. That's a team if you're Joplin or Nixon and you're in that 6-7 area where Lee Summit is, that you, you got to be careful with them. Um, I think it's a good sign for Park Hill South. They lost Briggs Bartosz, their outstanding tailback, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. You know, they, they, is he coming back? Do we know? I, I, I think I heard surgery, so he's probably not coming back. Odeker has stepped in. I guess Lucas Odeker is his name, has stepped in. And done a pretty good job but what has happened the last few weeks is nathan rico their quarterback has really stepped up his game and with moody rubin out there as a receiver um they they really are are even more balanced than they were before and dangerous that way so they've kind of had to shift their focus a little bit um their defense is is really still very good and and, and i think that that's what they're going to need i mean they're going to need their defense and it's going to be tough for them but you know, they'll, if they're the one seed, they're going to get Blue Spring South. They should be Blue Spring South, uh, who, who's kind of undermanned in class six. And I think that uh, the, the question is going to come when they play that that four or five, you know, that whoever comes out of that four or five game. But no, Park Hill South got tested, passed it, and uh, looked like they're ready to go. 
Um, all right, let's get to the REMAX big three games of the yeah. week this week. Let's stay on the Missouri side. We've got Grain Valley and Belton. What intrigues you the most about this one? One versus two in the district. Winner, winner okay. gets the district. I mean, and and the other one's a two seed and we'll probably have to play Raytown in the second round. So you want the one seed, you want to be at home. I don't know if you're Grain Valley and you think you're good enough to go win that district and you don't want to go to Platte County, then maybe you want the two seed. But <laughs> you, yeah. definitely want to, you definitely want to get that win. Grain Valley's defense has been outstanding lately. Uh, you know, they, their last loss, their four out of the last five, their loss to Fort Osage was a close game. Their Nine to eight. Who's a very good kicker, um, goes to kick off, and they're like, don't kick it to Lorenzo Fenner, who's probably the best returner in the Metro. He slips as he's going to kick the kickoff. Oh, no. And it goes to Fenner, and he runs it back for a touchdown. Oh, wow. <laughs> so the defense really didn't give up. No, the defense didn't much. give up anything. Uh, and, they're, and they've been doing that last week. Uh, they gave up 14 points to Raytown, but really in the second half, uh, really harassed them. And in fact, um, Coach Harold Walmsgans, who does my show radio show with me, said that Raytown's quarterback thought he was Patrick Mahomes and could just run around back there and find somebody. And they kept having like 10 and 15 yard losses because Grand Valley's defense just pursued so well. Yeah, he was like they're athletic, they're physical, that you know they're quick to the ball. He was they're talented at every single level, um, and that defense is really good. It's it's funny. Uh, Grain Valley's offense was really good last year, and their defense was good enough to win that district title and, and, and play a tough game at Platt County and lose a second year in a row. Yeah. Uh, but they their defense this year is – and Platt County is the same thing. They usually think about them as offensive quarterbacks. Their defense is uh, shutting people out. And, oh, by the way, the only team to hold Smithville under 30 points this year is Platt County, and they held them to 20. Yeah. So that says a lot about that. Yeah. Uh, but, no, I think that Grain Valley-Belton game is going to be good. Greg Lyles is outstanding. Javon Liner, they got some good talent. At, at uh, Belton, they had a couple losses in there to Fort Osage and to Raytown. Their offensive line was a little banged up at that time. They're healthy now. Todd Vod's teams always play well at the end of the season. I wouldn't be stunned to see this as the first of two games between these two teams, uh, and it's a fun one. Yeah. Um, all right. Lee Summit North uh, hosting, rather going to, going to Lee, Summit, Lee West. Summit West. So you've had West take on some big boys and have some close calls, right? I mean, the Liberty game was close. Ray Peck game close, Rockers close, all losses. Could they get over the hump against the rival here? You know, when they score points, they win. When they don't score points, they lose. It's that simple. I mean, and they're going up against a pretty good, tough defense in Lee Summit North. And, you know, hats off Lee Summit North, man. They bounced back to their loss to Liberty North by shutting out Park Hill. Yeah, that was impressive. Scored some points. So, you know, Lee Summit West has struggled with offensive identity at times this year. And I think at one point they were playing three quarterbacks. Uh, if they can get points on the board, I think they've got a shot in this game and, and that will help them kind of go into the postseason with some confidence win or lose. If they could just have a good game and play well, because it looks like they're going to probably draw Ray Peck the first, first round of the playoffs anyway, and, and, and go to that game again. So they they want to go into the playoffs yeah. with their offense playing well. And I think this is going to be a big test. Uh, and then lastly in Missouri, but not least, we've got a battle for the city. We've got a battle for Kansas city here, uh, Dion. Center and Lincoln Prep. Fittingly, this thing is at Lincoln Prep, so we'll see it on the blue turf. That's that's we've had some great matchups in the you know the class three, class four uh, range this year on the Missouri side. That I've I've been looking forward to one more than this one though. Well, they and they play in everything else. I mean, they're rivals in everything else. All the other sports they play each other. They just don't football because of their schedules and and who they have. And so, how'd this one come about? Well, because Clinton canceled their season. Thanks, Clinton. Appreciate it. The, the ripple effect of Clinton is still is still happening. Yeah. 
uh, and then center um, is uh, got an opening this week. And then when Southeast called it off after two weeks, Lincoln Prep was open the last week of the season. So they called each other, got it together, tried to keep. They, it was it was a game for a lot longer than it was announced. And then uh, our, our buddies over at Spectrum got wind of it and were like, we're broadcasting. And they said, like, okay, come on. Which, I, I mean, I'm curious to see how they set that up uh, mm-hmm. because um, they – there's no real press. I mean, there's a press box. that's like, I don't know, 10 feet off the ground. I mean, it's like a second story press box. There's not a, I'm not sure where they're going to put Wyke and, and uh, you know, in that, <laughs> that whole setup there, but you know what? The, the, the weather's going to be fine. So oh, yeah. Outside. yeah. I think it's Wyke and Bo Richter. So it'll, they'll, they'll be fine outside. That'll be, that'll be good. But no, what a great game. Uh, Lincoln preps undefeated. They got wins over Cardinal Ritter and Maryville. Um, not that those, you know, they're, they're, the other parts of their schedule are good. Uh, they beat a five and three Pembroke Hill team. That's not bad either. Um, that's pretty solid too. So, and, and Look them down so, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got good wins center hammered Harrisonville, uh, took, a, took the first half off against Odessa and almost won that game. Uh, and so, and there are only two losses is one point to Odessa and, and a five point or six point loss to, um, no, a five point loss to, um, Baser Linwood. So yeah, it's uh, it's when you talk to DeLong, he tells you, you know, we didn't finish, the baser game, he goes, we got all excited. We were up 21-20, and with about two minutes to go, we're like, hey, we got this one in the bag. And baser went down and scored on him. Yep. <laughs> he goes, and we weren't ready to play against Odessa. And he goes, that's on me. He goes, you know what? He goes, we, we figured out we got to finish games. And he goes, then we got Odessa, and we didn't start the game very well. So mm-hmm. center is a dangerous team. I don't know if you're in class three if you want to see them at all. No. Because they are they are really good. They are talented. And they're playing with house money too, and that they know we got, we got, we got everybody coming back next year. Yeah, this could be gravy seniors, this year. Three seniors with two of them seeing some playing time, and the other one, the other one not so yeah. that much. So, but I mean, they're good leaders and they do a good job. But there's only three of them. <laughs> so, yeah. And they're bringing everybody back, and they're bringing back quarterback, running back, offensive line. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. receiver. So it's key spots of guys who are producing big time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, over in Kansas, a big one over in Lawrence. You have Lawrence and, and Free State. It's always big. But now you have two. I mean, these could be, I mean, the second and third best teams in the 6A West, right, after yeah. after Derby. You have a Lawrence team with a huge win last week over Olathe and North. They've got two losses. You have Free State, who's currently tied for first in the Sunflower with Mill Valley. But, of course, they beat Mill Valley. So, uh, championship on the line for Free State. Not that you need that because it's a rivalry game. This one should be really, really good. Yeah, and you know, I I, I got some looking at some stats this week, and Jackson Dean averages 133 yards rushing and 127 yards passing. The, the, the kid is one of the toughest kids to bring down. I mean, he's Deneen. I mean, he, he it, it, you're not getting him often with just one dude. And he and he's he's consistent in that. It's not like he throws for 300 one week and runs for 200 the next. Yeah. He pretty much puts up about 140, 150 yards a game. He is that offense, and yeah. and he's been enough so far. Yeah, and they've got they've got a good tailback, and I think it's Dash. Is it Dash, Dash Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah. Yeah, he's a good tailback, and they've got some good. Jordan Brown is a good receiver. Jordan Brown, good receiving. Good. Yeah. Uh, so they've got weapons, but he makes it happen. He talked to Coach Stewart this week. He's like, he goes, yeah, you know, we call a lot of pass plays that end up with him running 15, 20 yards down the field. Yeah. He, said, so he goes, we call a balanced game. Sometimes it looks a little different than what yeah. we call. 
because he makes things happen with his feet. So. Well, it's they're two similar teams. Both these offensive lines are huge. D1 guys on both offensive lines, good defenses. And you have the Bowen uh, kid, ba- you know, Baylor Bowen over at uh, Clint's son at uh, Lawrence. And then you have Brown to kind of equal him out at yeah. uh, wide receiver. And then the two dual threat quarterbacks, very similar teams. And, and, and good defense at Lawrence that, that's going to test that free state offense. So yep. I, I really like, I really like Lawrence. I think Clint Mullen's done a good job. I think he's put his own stamp on that team in a short amount of time. They had a good identity under Steve Rampey, but they're a little different. I think they're a little more run. Uh, I mean, they lost a ton last year, and here they are back again at five and two. Yeah, so, yeah. so I mean, I think that's a, a good sign there. And, and uh, no, I, I I like that game. And that's one of those games that I, I will get to at some point in my time mm-hmm. uh, is get over to one of those one of those games, either at Lawrence or Free State. They both have fantastic stadiums on there. Well, the stadiums are so cool, right? You got the stone seating and everything. They both yeah. look the same um, and uh, kind of an old school look to both of them. Yeah. Um, all right. Down to four, I mean, Asia St. James already talked about it. It's funny how, like, I mean, that that St. James upset last year over Miege to get in the, to the title game in 4A, how the tables have turned. What do you have a Miege team with just two wins right now? And we already talked about just, just the role that St. James has been on. Yeah, and Miege, they've been up and down. I mean, and, and it's, that's the best way to put it. I mean, they could have won at Rockhurst. Um, they gave up 50 to Luther North last week, and, and no. that's a game I would have thought they won. I mean, Aquinas beat Luther North earlier in the season. Uh, but, but again, North, that was a high-scoring game, and Aquinas yeah. had to come back. I, it's kind of a weird team, I think. I've seen them a couple times. It's a weird team to kind of prepare for Yeah, uh, Luther and North. Yeah, they, they are, and but – Miege, I, 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 if I'm Miege, you want to try and find a way to keep it low scoring because I think if you get into a shootout, St. James yeah. can score you. Yeah. Their defense is playing pretty well too. So, uh, you know, I think this is the first time that you you would say they come in with St. James as a, as a favorite. Um, ever. Up. Yeah. Ever. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think, I think that's, you know, and that's, you know, that maybe John Holmes can use that and be like, hey, we're the underdog here. We got to go out and play, play hard. And I, I think if, and I'd have to look. I, I don't have it right in front of me. And I don't want to sit here. And Coach Racky was saying that if the age wins, I think that puts that would probably put them both in the eight nine. Yeah. And they play again. The St. James wins. I think they climb up like to seven or something like that. Six or seven with that mm-hmm. four. I think that that would move them up. That'd be crazy. I'd play back to back weeks. And then no. play baser probably. Yeah. I don't, I don't know who the bottom. I don't know who the sixteen seed is and. In 4A, and I'm not trying to disrespect them in any way, but I firmly believe Baser will win their first round mm-hmm. game. Uh, I feel they'll win this week and, and be the number one on season and, and win the first round. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, all right, lastly here, you know, in, in 5A in Kansas, you have the Mill Valleys, the Aquinas is on the west side. You have the Hayes, the Mays, the Mays South, the Wichita Northwest, Bishop Carroll, Cape, and all these teams that think, hey, we can win a title this year. But there's only one undefeated team left in 5A, and it's Spring Hill taking on a Eudora team you probably don't want to look past this week. No, and, and Eudora, you know, last couple of years, I think we all expect them to take a bigger step forward this year than they have because um, they got the – They, they got, got a couple D1 team. athletes, yeah. They got a couple D1 athletes. They had a big win last year in the postseason. Um, and their last two weeks of the season last year, they, they, they had a, a, a big win in their last regular season game, and then they had a um, – I can't remember who they – they beat – was it uh, – was it Piper? They, let me, they let me Piper. find that for you. I'm Piper on my Preps KC website, by the way. You yeah, can find it. A, a couple clicks. There's only a site you could uh, click on. I think they beat Piper in the first round. They beat Piper 16-15, yes. And uh, Yeah, scored two two touchdowns, two-point conversions in the fourth quarter to win that game. 
and and they really they they come out this year and they lose to Piper in a close game. All their all their games they've won plus four. A lot of close losses to some teams that have played Spring Hill tough. Yeah, and and you know they lost a one point game to Paola. Well, Paola is playing a lot better than it did early in the season. They've got it figured out. Um, and so I think that's probably the most. And it's and we you talked to Coach Hayden. You can tell there's frustration that they've been these close games and they haven't won them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that may have been the next step, I think, and a logical point is being in every game, you know, not getting your losses, not getting blown out and saying, hey, we're here for four quarters no matter what it is. And it took a Hail Mary to lose to Piper. They yeah. lost by one point to Paola. I mean, but, by the way, can we give a shout out to Piper? Who It's like, I mean, the, probably the closest games of anybody all year long in the oh, metro yeah. they played after beating ottawa the first week 56 7 okay they've uh had a three-point game a two-point game an eight-point game a three-point game a five-point game and a five-point game it has gone down to the wire every time including that walk-off uh touchdown i believe was against um uh, tonga right well they had, they had a walk-off touchdown against eudora that's eudora right. that's it that's yeah. it yeah uh, hats off to our own ryan wallace who uh, oh that's great the right time he said I didn't think they could get it done, but uh, I said, he told me, he goes, I said to myself, if I don't run it. Yeah. That's off to Ryan and uh, Ethan Walker for making that catch. And that was was a big play. It was was like, it was thrown to Ryan. I mean, Ryan was in the perfect spot and sometimes you just, you just get lucky and and did it. But uh, no, Piper's a team. When we talk about playoffs next week, Piper's a team. You don't want to play in the first round. Four eight feet, man. Yeah. You got that top tier of teams we talked about. And then there's that, that next tier that is just waiting to knock off one yeah. of the people. That's why for Spring Hill this week, you've got to be careful because you know yeah. it's going to be close. If you can put them away, put them away. Don't yeah. play around with you, Dor. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, here, we're going to get out of here, but I want to throw one more. We, we, we'll talk Simone kind of at the end of these uh, these episodes every week. Uh, Sam Van Dyne, the quarterback of Liberty North, I feel like we just take him for granted these last two years. All he's done pretty much is one, right? Well, Missouri has recognized that. They've offered him um and we'll see if he ends up going there or not but that's uh that's a that's a great offer a great accomplishment for him where should he be in this uh simone awards race well you know he's they they've spotted in the sophomore quarterback too so you know there's they've had a lot of blowouts and so he doesn't put up the, the big yeah, he's never been a numbers guy he's just been a guy that leads you to win yeah so good um his brother jake van dyne was was a really good quarterback and, and sam's just got more talent than he does as well. yeah and I'm, I'm remembering jake too because he was the same way yeah Jake just didn't make mistakes. Jake put the ball where it needed to go and knew where it needed to go. He just didn't make mistakes. Uh, but no, I, I think Sam Van Dyne's a guy, you know, I, I don't know if he's going to, you know, be a Simone uh, finalist this year, or he may be next year before he does that, because there's some other guys out there who are putting up some really nice numbers. We talk about so he's just a junior, correct? He's just a junior. Yeah. As, as is most of that team, class six, Missouri, get used to it. Liberty North isn't going anywhere. Um, but you know, you, you talk Simone's, you know, we talk Henry Martin. That's an easy one. Mikey Pauley. Um, I think you look at, you know, Trey Baker from Lee Summit North has, has had some yeah. good games too. And he's a guy that, that they don't put up, he doesn't put up gaudy numbers because they, they run it a lot too. Um, Jack Stanine, I think is definitely in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean. Wait, you know, not Jax, Jet. Jet Denine, sorry. Jack's my brother. Jax, Jet, Jay, and Joe. Yeah. Yes. The, the, so yeah, Jet Dean. So yeah, he's uh, he's in that list. You know what we don't really have is the is the tailback with the eighteen hundred yards like we've had in the past. Prince Williams has been banged up a couple times. Right, right. Um, he's got. I a, thought that might be a, a Reynolds kid, right, from uh, Harrisonville. Harrisonville, and then he's kind of tail. He's got over a thousand, but he's really tailed off the last few weeks. 
and they missed it. They had a game where they, they didn't fill their Clinton spot, um, and they got crushed by center where he only had like 30 yards in that game. So um, and he didn't have a ton of yards last week against O'Grove in a 12-8 win. <laughs> so the, Harrisonville's a team you can't really figure out. So uh, I don't know. I, you know, there's, there's some good tailbacks out there, but there's nobody who's just lighting it up. 120, 130 yards a game. Um, Jaden Doss is a guy who is he one of the top five players in the city? Sure. Yeah. He won the Otis Taylor last year, so he yeah. Otis Taylor last year, but he's only like you know he's not going to have a thousand yards receiving. He's not. He's yeah. going to have five hundred yards receiving, but he's maybe the best player in the city. So it's it's just one of those yeah. years that the quarterbacks are putting up the numbers, and, and they're probably going to be the guys who you look at as, as the top. Five. That works. All right, Dion. Thanks so much, man. We appreciate the time. It's always fun. Thanks to you as well for watching this episode of Snap Tackle Pod. Have fun on Friday nights. We'll see you next time.